The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have, whether it be programming, whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, you'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world from everything from career advice to training modalities to programming, there's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash C-V-A-S-P-S, to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to part nine of the Metric Minute, presented by Vault Performance. I'm Kareem Drakawi, and today we'll look at the overall concentric phase. Now, this is a very simple phase. An athlete starts at zero velocity at the bottom of the squat and applies force into the ground to extend upward. The athlete only has until they leave the ground to generate force, and whatever they're able to produce will determine their jump height and power output. Now, let's consider some jump strategies. Ideally, an athlete would have a huge force of zero velocity and maintain that force for as long as possible thus yielding a higher concentric impulse. Since the athlete's velocity steadily increases from the start, keeping the force level elevated depends on their ability to produce force at higher speeds. It becomes a question of how hard and fast an athlete can extend that will determine her or his performance. As this simplified graph shows, power is a product of force output and velocity. Increasing either will improve a number of athletic performance factors. However, understanding the results as it relates to jump profile testing is the best means to pinpoint exactly which attribute needs the most work. To summarize, an athlete that maximized their jump potential likely started with a high force of zero velocity, coordinated their movements efficiently, produced large amounts of force at higher speeds, and had a favorable concentric impulse to weight ratio. Now this concludes our discussion on particular metrics and the CMJ overview. Next time will be the start of a series addressing several asymmetry concepts. Until then, please feel free to reach out to me or any of my colleagues involved. Thank you. What's up guys, C. Hayes here, back with you for this edition of My Thoughts Monday. And what I wanna talk about today is something that's really become a staple of my programming style and especially in season um, with in season teams. And that is just the use of rep ranges with our training. and. Um, I think there's a number of reasons that, that that can be valuable and beneficial, but I think the most important for me is really just using it as an auto-regulation tool. And there was a time where um, I used a readiness scale, zero through three, three is great, zero is terrible, one and, one and two are in between, and would get a number from, from every athlete every day and record it, and that would kind of be our subjective you know, workload management or wellness monitoring. Um, and I think that could still be great. I think there's certainly still a time and place for something like that. But that can tend to get a little time consuming, right, in the, you know, acute, acute sense of the beginning of a session, um, as well as just taking the time to, you know, build it out before and after and, and the behind the scenes time that goes into, you know, really managing and, and utilizing something like that 
at a high level. And so I think something that simplifies that um, and makes it a lot easier um, is just using rep ranges. And, you know, that can be the case of uh, primary compound lift, deadlift, squat, you know, press, whatever. Um, it can also be with your accessory exercises, um, whether it be a row, a core, you know, a kind of a joint health exercise. So anywhere from a, a one to two rep range in, say, you know, a three to five range or a four to six and, and even up to eight to 12. Or in the case of an exercise yesterday, I had a range as big as six to 12. Um, and I think, you know, it just gives the athlete the ability, if nothing else, gives the athlete the ability and the autonomy, which we know is so important and valuable, um, to choose what is appropriate for them that day, right? And of course, this rep range is, is still going to be kind of the targeted rep range that we're looking for based on the exercise selection and, and time of year and, and maybe the, the intended outcome of the program. But within that, the, the range that we choose allows, you know, a higher workload guy, a higher minute, higher inning guy to maybe choose the lower end of the rep range. Or if they like there's somebody that likes or benefits from volume, maybe they go on the higher end of the rep range for more volume, but lower weight, you know, lower intensity and get more of a, a kind of a localized um, stimulus as opposed to more of a, you know, a heavier CNS stimulus. Um, so that's just one example, but I've found this to be really, you know, really helpful and really beneficial with, with my programming style and, um, and beginning to work with the other teams here at Copham had a really good kind of debrief and conversation with baseball about this recently. And a couple guys kind of identified that they, you know, really like the rep ranges because they feel like it gives them the, of course, the ability to choose, the autonomy. And brings me kind of to my next piece is the ability to also, quote unquote, individualize the program and, and the lifts that day. And by that, it can be something as simple as kind of, you know, with our subgroups with basketball, we have kind of three subgroups. And this applies to nutrition and shakes as well as training. You know, your gainers, your maintainers, and your leaners. Um, and I think those are kind of self-explanatory. But, um, you know, within a lift, being, out, being able to say, okay, hey, our, our gainers, you know, are guys that generally need more volume. And this might be more of an off-season, you know, type of approach with this. But, hey, our gainers, guys that need more volume, you know, you're going to be in this 10 to 12 rep range. Our maintainers, um, guys that are kind of in between, you can pick. You can do higher rep range, lower rep range, whatever you're feeling that day, maybe. And then our leaners, you know, our guys that are body comp guys um, and or weight loss guys, they might be a lower rep range with more of a total body emphasis to the exercise. Um, or in certain cases, they could be a higher rep range as well just to get more total volume and work capacity. You know, and there can be a, more of a strength emphasis, more of a power emphasis, of course, things of that nature as well um, that, that can happen, you know, in that, in that form of programming and that conversation with the team. So. Those are two, you know, kind of the, the really two big things that I feel like you can, you can get from using a rep range. And, you know, by all means, there's a time and a place still for me where, hey, you know, with our main compound lift, this is what it is, squat four by three, deadlift, you know, five by one, if we're in a max strength type of phase, you know, and then we'll just go by percentages or, or an RPE scale even. Um, but I really think that utilizing this rep range can be valuable, you know, for the auto-regulation piece, um, for the individualization or, or subgrouping piece within the team. And then I can't emphasize enough, too, guys, just for me, the the belief in and the importance of the autonomy piece, um, you know, because maybe an athlete isn't feeling it that day. And to, for me to say, okay, guys, this is the exact number of reps we have to do for, you know, our lateral lunge or our core exercise and accessory movement um, is a little silly because, Who's to say it 
that they can pick the exact correct weight and you know they're feeling even with our planning and and workload management who's to say that i know eight or ten or twelve or whatever the number is is the exact right number that i want for that exercise for that day for every single athlete i think that's hard to to argue and justify i think there is a time and place again where that will be the case but i really believe that the autonomy piece giving the athlete the ability to choose um can be very valuable as well just for their buy-in you know if nothing else and that that kind of dates back to my belief in, in kind of the self-determination theory model where, you know, the three kind of main components, not to get into a side talk or side tangent, but um, the three main components of SDT are autonomy, relatability, and competence. So the more just kind of from my coaching philosophy, the more that you can incorporate all three areas um, of the SDT model, the more beneficial the program is going to be and, and the greater the buy-in is going to be. So um, that's it. Uh, kind of a shorter one today, but hope you guys got something from that. Again, not trying to suggest that this is revolutionary. I'm sure a lot of us, if not most of us, are, are utilizing rep ranges in some capacity throughout the year, but um, just wanted to bring it to light as, you know, I've found it really valuable this past year and something that I'm going to continue to use into the off season. And so hopefully you guys can, can take something from this and uh, use it to get our, get our athletes a little bit better. All right, so thank you guys. Thanks as always to Jay, and uh, take care.